Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It is that time in the week when we visit with our friends over at Black Locks Reporter. If you don't have the subscription, you can always catch it here Monday and Wednesdays at this time. This is where we bring in Tom Korski, who is the managing editor of Black Locks Reporter, doing all the good digging these days. Good to have you, Tom. Thank you, Alex. I've been off just uh, for a few days now, uh, but I was curious uh, of your thoughts with what what was announced at Cabinet (laughs) and the new face of Cabinet. How's the new face of Cabinet looking uh, for you? Yeah, some of the old faces and new jobs. It's not an austerity cabinet, which is odd because the finance minister had pledged to cut $100 billion in spending this winter. Pretty large cabinet when you still have a minister of so, uh, economic development for Northern Ontario. You have a separate minister for seniors, a separate minister for sports. It doesn't but no more like minister it, of middle class, though. Well, Where'd she go? Yeah, she went to the Treasury yeah, Board. Prosperity, <laughs> I know. Uh, it doesn't look like tough times, tough people. Uh, there's no evidence of where they're going to find this $100 billion that they project will be uh, simply disappeared from their deficit in 2022. I guess that's going to be something coming up. Mm, yeah, no kidding. Um, but there are some interesting stories here, and obviously a couple of people to watch, uh, you know, Stephen Gibble being one of them. I mean, he, he is a self-described radical. Um, you know, I, I don't think Trudeau could have put him in uh, environment uh, before now because he is so radical and such a staunch hard, uh, you know, environmentalist who's made a career off of trying to landlock uh, Alberta oil. But now we have not just Gibble. Um, but we have, you know, two ministers in charge of, you know, natural resources with John Wilkinson and uh, Stephen Giebel, who are both very anti-oil. So, you know, there's no question Mr. Trudeau is sending a signal to, to the West. This is really interesting, Alex. Uh, Giebel either means it or he doesn't. And we presume he's an earnest man who means what he has said for the last 25 years. And that is we have to get rid of the internal combustion engine. This is the wealth of the land, is our resources, minerals, food production, timber, energy. This is what builds our universities. This is what pays for the pensions. If we're going to transition away from that, and that's the word they use at Greenpeace and uh, Steve Gibo, we're going to transition away from that. What are all those people going to do, and where will the money come from? Well, Steve says he's serious. And we have to take him at his word. Mm -hmm. This is going to be something. If you are Tech Resources, one of the largest coal operators in the country, how would you like to be across the table from a man who wants to abolish the internal combustion engine? How how are we going to bring in the harvest in the fall, Alex? If because it's you know tractors. (laughs) How will how will this work? We're all going to. Now we're all in Steve Gibo's world. By the way, I see all his uh, acolytes are, are flying to the oh, meeting yeah. in Glasgow next week. Flying, Alex. Oh, they, 
Yeah, when they're tickled pink about something, then we should all be, I think, terrified uh, by it. But, you know, he says we need to do more. They want us to do more. They want us to go faster. But I don't think Canadians gave anything of that kind of mandate. And so um, there are consequences consequences to elections. And I guess we're about to find out what that consequence is. And I think it's going to be... Um, a very interesting next couple of months. But, you know, one of the things, and there's a bit of a theme here, um, is, and I heard it yesterday, you know, the, the, the debate is over about climate change. I don't, I don't think the debate is actually over when it comes to climate change. I, don't, I think there's nothing but debate when it comes to this issue. But the CBC says it must now rewrite its language guides to refer to climate change as a climate crisis. And this is from a longtime radio host, Laura Lynch, who says, I guess she was at some foundation webinar meeting on climate coverage and how they're going to do it. But uh, they've decided there's no, no no more debate about this. It's 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 not about human cause or not. It's just what it is. It's going to be a climate crisis. That's it. I find this a bit troubling, to say it's, the least. It was beyond troubling. That was a Canadian Journalism Foundation, and it was, it was a group of like-minded people, all of whom are flying to Glasgow. So damn the emissions. We're, they're going to fly to Scotland to talk about how there's an existential crisis. Here's the problem. When they say the debate is over, well, you know, that, that, that's neither here nor there. How's this for a debate? You want to electrify all automobiles. What will you do with the 29 million gas and diesel burning cars on the road today? And are we going to continue to spend, as we have, you and I have discussed, $117 million in subsidies to a California car maker, Tesla, to promote the sale of electric cars? Is that the plan? How's that for a debate? This is the problem, Alex. When It's always the detail. Forget about the conceptual embrace of the religion of climate change. I get it. Everyone gets it. How is it exactly that you plan to maintain food production using windmills? No one gets it. Even the budget office has said you're relying on technology that doesn't exist. This right. is a problem. And part of the debate would be about the power grid that no one's talking about. We would have to invest billions upon billions into the power grid, not just in Ontario, but in provinces across this country, to reconstruct our entire power grids, to plug in all these cars, which, again, will take a long time to do, but no one talks about it. We're just supposed to buy all these electric cars, and then we'll have to just wait in line to plug them in. Yeah, but no debate. But no debate, no debate. Alex. Nope. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This is the thing about when you're a believer, and this is when it stops being science. And with, with We're in a cult. Uh, and I don't mean that it becomes a religion. This is exactly it. With all apologies, sincere apologies to all religions in the history of the world, this is a new one, and it does have that look. You just have to believe it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, what will happen, though, um, is that Cabinet is going to quickly reintroduce the Internet regulations that, of course, uh, lapsed at the last parliament in which, of course, former Heritage Minister Stephen Goodbull could never explain. But now Pablo Rodriguez says, you know, we are going to bring these bills in quickly. Bill C-10 is fundamental. And unlike, um, you know, uh, Gibol, Rodriguez can explain this, will explain it. And, and you know, he's a bit of a, a, a bull in a china shop in his approach on things. But it's clear that they haven't given up on Bill C-10. Uh, the question then becomes, what does it look like this time around? Or is it just the same thing rammed through? Yeah, but there's one difference, and the difference is all the advocates of free speech are wide awake this time. Uh, no but one really uh, sensed any danger whatsoever in previous legislation that talked vaguely about 
arts funding and YouTube. And then the Department of Canadian Heritage tried to pull a sneaky. They literally rewrote a bill on the fly on a Friday afternoon in a sleepy Commons Committee meeting, the Heritage Committee. And then the fur flu, once people figured out what had happened. That's not going to happen this time. There's already provinces on the record, provinces, provincial legislatures and cabinets that are on the record, let alone academics, former federal judges, corporate lawyers, free speech advocates who say this is a terrible idea and they're wide awake. Is right. the government House leader wily enough to get this bill through a minority House on the basis of their 32 percent of the popular vote? I guess we'll find out. We won't find out, but there is, um, you know, a, a a remedy for this. It came in the form of a whistleblower a couple of weeks ago in Washington who basically told us what was being done, and it's with the algorithm. So if you want to change something, mandate something about the algorithms of social media companies. You don't need to restructure the whole thing. Uh, but again, uh, we'll have to see where the consultation or lack thereof goes with this bill and if they're really serious about doing something that is meaningful um, opposed to a wrecking ball. You know, you know the problem, Alex, is the problem, the internet belongs to everybody, so everyone thinks it belongs to them, right? right. So all these advocacy groups, or Steve Giebel thought it was his internet. It's not. It's everybody's. Right. Just like, yeah. Nonetheless, uh, we'll see. For We're a concept, lots of... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it is a concept. Nonetheless, you guys are going to be very busy for the next eighteen months, and we're going to have lots of fun discussions because uh, you'll got, you guys will keep digging it up. Tom, appreciate your time. Thank you, Alex. Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter. Of course, they are subscription based. If you don't have it, you're losing out. But of course, we have Tom on Mondays and Wednesdays to get through all of the fine print. On point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.